I ran a call, my first call in sales. I had no blueprint. I was excited to do this. I was excited to go out on my first call. And I gave him those prices and I gave him everything. And in the end, he's like, well, it's a little bit more than I want to spend. And I was like, wait a minute. I asked you, you know, it was it was it was such a good learning experience for me because I had nothing up front to say, look, this is my process. If we can follow this process, I can more quickly get you what you want. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. I'm your host, Nate. I'm your co-host, Brian. Another week and another topic. This time, we have a new interview for you, along with the topic that we introduced on part one of the podcast around upfront agreements. Our interview today is with Rachel Whitmer. She is a comfort advisor with One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And she's going to be sharing some of her insights today on the importance of an upfront agreement, Uh, how she uses it, and the successes that she's had through that employment. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Not only is Rachel our first female guest of 2021, (laughs) Rachel is our first female guest ever. All right. Down in the books. Love to be a trailblazer. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, when we have a budget uh, sometime on this podcast, we'll actually have sound effects that we can employ in that. So yeah, thanks for filling in, Brian. My pleasure. (laughs) Uh, So, Rachel, yeah, we we are honored to have you on the show today, and um, we find that you've had great success, in fact, very quickly great success in this role. Uh, When did you start here? I would have uh, started here, I believe, actually, I just believe I had an anniversary not too long ago, so I think it was the beginning of February um, 2020 um, that um, would have been my... um, my birth date here at, at one hour. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's been a really good year um, from from our side of the table, I believe. And I think you would echo that from your side as well. I, I do. I, I've really appreciated being here. And um, yeah, in this last year of, of a lot of change, um, I feel a lot of growth. But yeah, it's been very exciting. And I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be a part of this team. That's awesome. So let's start with... Um, a little bit of your history here. How did you exactly arrive here? And then give us kind of what you were doing before you were here. <laughs> well, that, um, yeah, it, that's a story. Not, um, I'll start with kind of what maybe I was doing before I arrived. Uh, uh, way back, uh, 20 plus years ago, um, I... Uh, so you were like five then? No. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, but not quite. A little bit more than that. Um, I always thought I wanted to be a registered nurse, and that's actually where my career, quote-unquote, would have begun, is um, I'm an RN. I got my RN. I worked in the field for a number of years. Um, And so, yeah, building on that, I had a family, and I had the privilege of staying home for 
um, a number of those years with my children. And, and we had two children kind of early on. Um, they were very close, 17 months apart. So that was all-encompassing for me um, as a mom. I did work part-time as a registered nurse, um, just kind of um, supplementing a little bit and just getting out of the house. And um, and then uh, as my two oldest got a little bit older, um, thought about going back a little bit to, to engage in, re- in nursing again. Um, and then we found out we were blessed with a third child, Faith. And um, so again, I, I you know, was had had the opportunity to stay home and be with her. Um, kind of when you know, I, I was I was fortunate enough to be able to to be a part of the school and um, help with classroom stuff and and. But around second grade <laughs> is kind of when they they kind of take their wings and you're not needed as much in the school during the day. And so I started to think, what do I want to do with my time? And um, and so I had the opportunity to work at a, um, a greenhouse that did custom container gardening that was fairly close to my home. It was the perfect setup. I could get my daughter on the bus and be there for my older two, go to work, um, be there for the day, but be home before they got home. And so I did that actually for about two years. Um, but I would say in that role, um, I was afforded the opportunity to kind of um, stretch myself and kind of test out a little bit about where I felt my gifts were. I really appreciated uh, my employer there. Um, and she allowed me to kind of push out in things that I said, hey, you know what, I-, I think I might enjoy this. May I try this? And she's like, sure, go for it. So within those two years, I went from working in the greenhouse to then being out on the road and actually you know, doing the custom container gardening, um, helping clients um, you know, pick the right thing for their home. And through that experience, I said, hey, you know what, I really enjoy, I enjoy a lot of these pieces, but what I really seem to enjoy is that connection with the homeowner, going out, speaking with them, kind of seeing what they, what they're looking for, and making that connection to see if, um, if I can be the one that can, you know, connect them to what they're looking for. And so with that, and that, that position didn't exactly exist in the company at that time, and um, again, I talked to the owner and I said, hey, I, th- I think with what we do, because we do custom work, um, I think that there might be a good fit here for uh, a position where someone could go out and actually more of a sales position, more of that um, advisor position. And she said, you know what, go for it. And she supported me and I- I- I'm you know, really appreciative of that. And she encouraged me in it. And so um, for the year before I came here, that's what I did. I, um, I kind of, I would go out and meet with homeowners. And at that time, we were growing into larger and larger orders. And some of those homes, maybe a large custom swimming pool that was just built in, put in, having, you know, containers around, you know, what size should we put, what, you know, the look, the texture, all that. So, um, and then after that year, I kind of evaluated, okay, I really like this. Um, but there were still pieces that I felt that were missing from that. And I, and, and I did have some connection here at one hour. Um, and I spoke to some of the people I knew here. And I said, you know what? I, I really enjoy this, but end goal, I think um, I'm still looking for a couple other things. Um, and um, I was afforded the opportunity to kind of go out with an, another of the, the CAs, the Comfort Advisors here. 
and just kind of do a ride along to kind of test the waters and see, because I always thought, I think I would like it, but I was um, given the opportunity to just really see firsthand what, what the position involved. Not that I saw a full picture, but just kind of get in a door and listen to the process. And, um, and after doing that, I was like, man, I think I could do this. I think, I think this would be a good fit for me. And um, a couple months later, a position did become available because at that time there, there wouldn't have been. Um, and um, yeah, through discussion and stuff, um, I decided, you know what, I, I think this, this may be a good fit. And, um, and I've, so far, I've loved it. I truly have I loved being here and I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. So We love having you. Thank you. Very positive, always seemingly in a good mood. Um, you do personify our core values here, which are um, professionalism, empathy, gratitude, and drive. And I would say more than more than the other three, I would say gratitude for sure. It just seems like you're always grateful to be here, um, which is usually you, some, you see in somebody for the first month, not the full first year. So it's, it's refreshing. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, it, it's truly, I, I, I'm always, I, I truly am excited to come every day. And I think, you know, I, I've seen at one hour, there, it's such a place that encourages growth. And I think when you are at a place, I think opportunity is one of the greatest gifts that you can extend to somebody. And I've been given that in spades, you know, and, and I, I find that here every day. So that growth mindset is just, it's, it's empowering. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I appreciate that as well, Rachel. And I'm struck by your comment there that it's one of the greatest gifts you can receive. But I, I see in your story, it's also one of the greatest things that you have pursued. Uh, specifically in your previous position, you you were essentially creating your own opportunities. Now, they were afforded to you they in, were. in permission, but yes. you were the one kind of seeking out and, and pushing into the, that next um, iteration of whatever the position or the company was going to look like. And that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I think for me, like for the last number of years, it's kind of been a self-discovery. Um, I think, um, you know, I always wanted to be a registered nurse. And when I did that, I, I, I really I found that I loved the knowledge that I received from that. I love the skills that I gained. But I found that to work in a hospital wasn't a fit for me. There were certain things that I didn't know, I didn't anticipate, that I didn't feel were a fit. And so when you think you want something, and, and then it turns out to be different than what you anticipated, um, you know, never, never do I regret getting that degree and and having that knowledge. I mean, that has served me so well in so many ways. Um, but it makes you a little more attuned to, okay, you, you pick up other things that you look at yourself and say, where am I gifted? What, what just resonates and what feels natural? And, um, and I think when you find that, it, it actually energizes you to pursue. And, and, and I just think, you know, I think it was the right time. You know, I think, you know, timing is a lot of things, too. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been ready for this five, ten years ago. I really wouldn't have. So, you know, I have, you know, that's part of it, too. It's, it's all those things lined up. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So your story of, uh, we'll, we'll call it from flowers to furnaces. There here, we go. <laughs> is really cool. And I think it's also uh, a unique thing, specifically in the trades to have a female. Mm. Um, the trades are just dominated by, you know, male technicians and um, those types of things. And so to have you serving in the role that you are is 
uh, we find it to be unique in our area and also to an advantage. I think that just puts customers even a little bit more at ease. Have you found that to be the case? Yeah, I would say I would say on uh, as a whole, yes. Um, you know, for sure. Um, and I learned, you know, going even with flowers a lot of times. And, and I'm not speaking in general. You know, it's different in different homes, but um, a lot of times in the home, you know, the a lot of times ladies are just, you know are the decision makers, not always, or they're a very much a part of the process. Um, and so. You know, I can look back at my nursing days. I mean, and as a nurse, one of your primary things is assessment and being able to go in and, you know, see what's going on with a patient, see the physical stuff, like talk to them, and then being able to, to match things. And so, yeah, like, but yeah, being a female, um, I think guys can have the sensitivity too, but um, but yeah, I, I've yeah. always felt <laughs> <It's> debatable. <laughs> you know, I've I've I felt comfortable walking into a home, you know, <laughs> and that's the thing. You know, we do residential, so I am in a home. I'm not in a commercial space. I am not. You know, we are primary residential, and a lot of the times, it it you know comprises of both a husband and a wife, or sometimes just a wife, right. sometimes just a husband, or or I'm not a husband. I'm right. just single. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't found it to be a deterrent. So that's great. Yeah. Well, we want to focus on something that I believe you use on a regular basis today, and that is upfront agreements. Yes. Or uh, some might call it upfront contracts or upfront understandings. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a number of ways of phrasing it, but essentially, uh, it's the concept of how you're going to put the call on an agenda without yes. making it so just bold in your face. Uh, it's very organic, right? So Correct. let's start there. What exactly is an upfront agreement? Um, well, an upfront agreement is just, um, it's simply that understanding, you can think of it as setting the stage for what's to happen in the next however much time that you're going to be there with, with the homeowner. Um, I, I find it really being, for me, about respecting them um, and um authentically trying to understand why am I there, you know, respecting their time, you know, what, what kind of time do you have? What are you anticipating with this? Being able to really ask them questions so I can really understand their situation. Um, I think sometimes we come in with assumptions and, um, and I think we can know part of the story. A lot of times we come in after our, you know, really skilled technicians have looked at the system and, you know, they've come to at least some understanding with the homeowner that it may be a good idea that, that it's time to call it um, and replace. But, um, but there's always more to uncover. Um, and so it's just having them understand, listen, I'm here just to really understand your story. Um, We'll get to some other things down the road. If this, this, and this makes sense, then we can move forward. But it's really giving a clear expectation of what's to happen in that next time frame with them. So that way they can know what's going to happen and I can under know what's going to happen too. Because um, um, just being in this, I understand that not all companies function the same, but this is how we function. So it just sets the stage for that. So speaking about that, I mean, the upfront agreement thing, is, is that a one-hour thing? Is that an air conditioning thing? Or does that have play into other industries? That's a great question, Nate. You know, I, um, 
I haven't, I, I'm trying to think. Um, I, th I think that it really should have play into all industries um, because I think it's a way that, you know, even when you go to the doctor, you know, I'm sorry, I keep harping on medical things. That would have been my background. Um, but you go in and you really want to know what their process is and what's happening to you. And so it's, it's a way, a lot of times, you know, I, I, you know, we all have, I'm sure have had a doctor appointment, you know, now with HIPAA and all that, they, they, that would be an upfront agreement before you're seen, you have to sign, you know, your, your insurance. This is what, how we expect to be paid. Um, you know, here's some privacy things that this is what we're, uh, laying out. This is how you're going to be treated in this. So we've all kind of felt that in our daily life as a mom, you know, for your kids laying out ground rules, you know, and I know that's not in a, in a business industry, but you know, when you talk about expectations that you want from them, um, it's a lot of times we have these upfront agreements throughout our days that maybe we don't aren't aware we're calling up agreements. But um, so, yeah, it is a, it is something I think we're all familiar with. I don't think we all companies necessarily think of it, though, in a, a business relationship or, a, you know, a business homeowner relationship. But um, it's as I've learned this and learned to kind of use this in my process. I've learned to appreciate it. And now even when I have people in my home, I kind of look for that. I look, well, what are your expectations of me as I have you in my home? So I, I think it's, I don't think it's, um, I don't think we're the only ones that do that, but I don't see it. I wouldn't say I see it everywhere. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. But I also want to reemphasize for anybody listening, because this podcast is designed to be for all people in the home services industry. Like this isn't just something that we do in air conditioning or, uh -oh. or, or heating season sales. This can be used for plumbers. It can be used for electricians. It can be used for call takers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think in our, our company, we do it throughout um, because it's, it's how we treat the homeowner. I mean, it, it is just standard of, of it's, a, it's a way to show respect. Um, so everything's clear. Um, so there's not misunderstandings. It's, it's a way to try to, to eliminate misunderstandings as much as we possibly can. That's I would great. say I'd go further than can do it. I would say should do it in any industry. Um, the second you, I mean, if I'm going to flush a water heater, the second they open the door, apart from the greeting and making sure my truck is parked in the right place, I need to make sure that they have an understanding of the time commitment. I need to make sure that there's going to be some time set aside for me to go go over everything I found, and I need them to understand that I'm I may very well ask them to buy something, and then I also need them to understand up front that they can say yes or they can say no, mm -hmm. and either way that's fine because that will relieve some tension that they're going to be having as we get toward the end. Yeah, Brian, and and so I want to I want to kind of transfer from there. We've been talking about the idea of upfront agreements abstractly. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what goes into them. So sure. if, if you're baking a cake, you know, you got the ingredients. If our, our cake is upfront, agree, upfront agreements, what exactly are the ingredients that go into that? Great question, Nate. Um, I, I would say what I always um, try to start with, if, if and it kind of depends on, as I enter the home, you know, I really look for an organic conversation um, but what my goal is, is to really understand first and foremost their time. Because um, when we, I believe when we call and make the appointments, there is an understanding of that, hey, this, there's a certain time that, that I'm anticipated to be there. It takes at least, you know, an hour, an hour and a half. 
Um, and so, but I, I reiterate that. So that's kind of that first uh, ingredient um, in, in the conversation and in the upfront agreement. Um, the second thing um, that I really try to understand and let them know is, hey, I'm going to have questions for you because for me to really understand what your situation is, I, I think I understand your situation. I have some, you know, background history here in most cases. Sometimes I don't, but I really want to hear from you now that I'm here first before I go look at this situ uh, the equipment and stuff and what, what the physicality of your home. I really want to understand first what um, from your perspective is going on, what you want, and um, so I'm going to have questions for you. And then another part is I, I, I'm sure you're going to have questions for me, you know. This is something I'm sure you haven't replaced. Maybe you did it at one point. Most times it's, you know, 10, 15, 20 years that it's not, this isn't something, you know, people do, at least in the heating and air conditioning now. Plumbing and electric may be different. Um, but yeah, so you have, probably have questions for me as to maybe what equipment I have or what, um, you know, what's the timeline and all those things. Um, and then the, after those ingredient, if you would call them that, um, really it's kind of saying, hey, you know what, like, we're, there's going to be some kind of outcome from this time together. So um, based on these things, um, we kind of define what those outcomes could potentially be. And, and I try to always let the homeowner know, listen, I, I really hope we're a fit. I hope that um, what we provide and what you're looking for is a match, but sometimes it isn't. And sometimes I can discover that you know, at the beginning, sometimes you discover that at the beginning. Um, but no, any at any point along this process, um, you're having me here, and I appreciate you having me here. But um, if you feel like I'm not the one that can help you, it's okay for you to tell me that that I'm, you know, I am not put off by a no, I'd rather hear that than hear, oh, yeah, down the road, maybe a maybe. Um, it just kind of keeps things clear. So when I leave, I know what is happening and you know as a homeowner what is happening so those are kind of the the breakdown of kind of just that upfront agreement and that that upfront conversation that's great so if i was listening properly the first the first thing that you really try to establish is timeline yeah. right so that's not only timeline of when you're expected to be there but also timeline of how long you'll be there and kind of what you'll even be going through in that period of time yes and then you move on into an understanding, and this is called upfront, right? So you're, you're having this conversation at the beginning of the call or the appointment. You want to talk about your questions. Correct. You're not just dumping a list of questions on the customer at that point. You're just informing them that you're going to have questions, right? Correct. And then you follow that up by saying, oh, yes, and I, I assume that you'll probably also have questions, meaning the homeowner. Correct. All right. And then the last part there is kind of the outcome or what happens yeah. next. Yeah. understanding that from this discovery process, from this investigation, you might say, uh, we need to have a conclusion. And mm -hmm. at, at that point, are you actually telling them what the conclusion is going to be? You mentioned that you're okay with a no, but mm -hmm. what if it's not a no? What if it's like, yes, I would like to do something further? Do you discuss that up front or do you wait to see what happens? That's a great question. I actually, we do discuss that up front. Um, and, and just letting them know, a no is, is always okay. But if you do, defining what a yes looks like. So defining, does it mean, and, and we don't always know 
at that moment what the yes will look like, but just letting them know that we will define that yes, whether it's, you know, hey, moving forward and, and getting a, a contract for a new um, for a, a new system or whether it's, hey, I don't quite you still have more in your process you need to do, but having a clear defined next step. And the one part that I failed to mention in all of this, each of those steps is um, this isn't a push on them. It's, it's the, one of the most important things is that they agree to each of these things. Um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm coming in and just kind of trying to make that mutual um, agreement. But, I, you know, that is so key that it has to be a mutual agreement. It's not just me telling them everything. It's sharing my process, but it's also having them say, okay, yes, I'm agreeing to that process. And so that's for each of those steps, time frame. Is this an okay time frame? Yes. I have that time. I set it aside. Hey, is it okay if I ask you questions? Yes, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I appreciate that. And I'll, you know, I, I'm willing to be engaged in those conversations. And then... And then in the end, yes, the, the, the outcomes. Are these outcomes, are you agreeing to them? Are they okay? Is that, does that make sense to you? Yes, that makes sense. Okay, let's move forward in the process. Now, in the examples that you were just kind of role-playing for us right there, are you literally stopping after each ingredient, after each part of the upfront agreement and, and looking for them to verify they're ready to proceed? Or do you kind of get that, that organically through them just kind of nodding their head or something? I think it can be organically. I think if... Um, I, I, you know, in full disclosure, I know that there's times that I've, um, I've done it more clearly than other times. And, um, there's times that I've, um, you know, it's not always so, um, I try to make it as defined because it is important to get those agreements. Otherwise what happens is later on, you know, you're in your process and you're like, I've, I've forgotten to ask about the time before and all of a sudden, you know, they're out of time. And, and I've learned through my mistakes that, oh, this is why that's so important. So I have been working on as I continue to try to strive to, to get um, better at what I do, um, to try to get those more defined yeses and kind of pause, yes, at some of those. Um, ideally, that is the best way. Because once, if you, they say you can't, um, if you can get agreement, then you know you're on the same page. If you know you've never gotten that agreement, you honestly still don't know if you're on the same page. You can tell them what you want, but it, you know, unless they verbalize that, you know, you, you don't you don't have that commitment moving forward. So. so I want to dig into something you said there about you said you mentioned that you had forgotten to do one of the steps um, or, or one of the components of an upfront agreement. Uh, a time before and mm -hmm. how that kind of, I assume, played out in a negative fashion. So why should, why should somebody use an upfront agreement or what happens if you don't use an upfront agreement? Well, if you don't use one, um, a lot of times what happens is there's not an understanding of what, there's not a defined process. So sometimes the homeowner, like when I, I'm sure most homeowners, when they have someone come out, they have an idea of how it's going to play out. A lot of times, sometimes they just want you out for an estimate, free estimate, right? Um, so typically, in a lot of other, 
in our industry, um, the, the idea is someone comes out to your home, goes down, looks, here's the price. And that's what the homeowner anticipates because that's what they know. That's what, that's the, what they've experienced. Um, and so, um, so if you don't kind of say up front, hey, I understand maybe this was the understanding, but this is, this is our process. Are you okay to move forward with us if this is our process? Um, and if you don't state that, then they may be honestly frustrated with you because <laughs> they're waiting for this number at the end or come on lady, you know, like, like let's get, get going here. You know, I have, this shouldn't take more than 15, 20 minutes, right? All you got to do is look at what I have and then tell me what you have to replace it for however much and I'll decide if I want that or not. Um, so I think the outcomes can be just a, a very, and then I can get frustrated because wait, they're not, I, I don't have all the information. Well, they don't know. I don't have all the information. I haven't told them I needed that information. So, um, it, it really can, can end in misunderstanding, I think is the biggest thing. And that's why the upfront contract or an upfront agreement is to really do away with any kind of misunderstandings through the whole process. So. Plus, it, it gives you that blueprint, right? I Absolutely. Mean, if you're trying to construct a house and you just go buy some lumber, some nails, some plywood, and you just start throwing things together, you're not 100% sure what you're going to come up with. Mm -hmm. And that I think I would relate to kind of running a call without having a game plan or a blueprint or an upfront agreement in this case, because you're just kind of winging it at that point. You don't have a system. Exactly. So this upfront agreement, as you've described it to us with the component, the components of like understanding the time, my questions, their questions, and then looking for a conclusion on that, that's really your game plan, your blueprint for how the call is going to roll. It totally is. Yeah, I, I will give an example. And this was before I worked in this industry. Um, I ran a call, my first call in sales for the Container Garden Company. And I had no blueprint. I was excited to do this. I was excited to go out on my first call. <laughs> and I went, and let me tell you, I worked so hard at that call. This homeowner didn't know what he wanted. There was no, like, you know, as I asked him questions, he's like, I don't know. You show, show me what, you know, wh whatever you think. And get me some prices on some things. I was like, all right. Well, I worked so hard. I put in so much time and effort. But I didn't clearly understand what he was looking for. I was just kind of guessing based on kind of what his house looked like and every, and I was trying to show him options. I asked him a budget. Um, and that's another thing that's, you know, we, we do ask him those questions. And, you know, he said he didn't have one, you know, and I, you know, I, I didn't have the con these concepts of asking these appropriate questions beforehand. And I remember putting in so much time and effort and in the end, and I gave him those prices and I gave him everything. And in the end, he's like, well, it's a little bit more than I want to spend. And I was like, wait a minute. I asked you, you know, it was, it was, it was such a good learning experience for me because I had nothing up front to say, look, this is my process. If we can follow this process, I can more quickly get you what you want, or let's, we decide that we don't have to waste each other's time. So um, it's extremely important to kind of define that process. And, um, and in fact, when I was looking for structure, this learning this element was the foremost thing that my mentor encouraged me to learn first, was before anything else, learn how to make an agreement up front because it will set the tone for the whole appointment 
moving forward. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, probably the most famous sales trainer I know of who, um, I don't know if he, he was the first to kind of brand this concept. Um, but in Sandler training, Sandler training, um, David Sandler called it the UFC, the up, upfront contract. And he was quoted as saying, um, UFC or UGK upfront contract or you get killed as in you'll, mm-hmm. you'll, and he also said, once you start using an upfront contract, you'll wonder how you ever sold without it. Mm-hmm. And, and that is very true because it, it, once I started doing that, I almost felt like I got lucky every time I sold something before I did it. Um, just because of the, as David Sandler also says, the mutual mystification between you and the homeowner that it eliminated just by giving them a set of guidelines of how this thing was going to go. Really good point, Brian. Um, and the the value that uh, David Sandler was talking about there, I think we've already heard echoed in mm-hmm. some of your experiences, Rachel, mm-hmm. specifically in You Got Killed, right? I did. You, on yeah, that, I worked on so that hard flower call. Nothing I mean, to show for it. No. Right. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and you, like, you were excited about it. You were Absolutely. passionate about what you were doing. You had all the enthusiasm in the world, but you didn't have the system to figure out when and where and how to utilize all of that excitement. Yeah, and it didn't. It, there was no accountability for either of us in that appointment. Then, you know, I and um, and I learned, like, you know, another thing I think he talks about, or in his happy ears, you know, it 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 helps you to stay engaged and in a process that will lead you to two outcomes that you're looking for. You're looking for either a no or yes, and and you're not looking for a maybe. And so it, it helps you to clearly have them go in one path or the other. And that's best for you, but it's really also best for the homeowner, um, you know, in whatever their process is. And we're not always a fit. That, you know, we're just not. And, um, and that's okay. And, and I've come to terms with that, too, that, um, you know, I, what we do, I truly believe that one hour we have, you know, I, I work with the A-team, <laughs> And, and our, from our installers to our people who dispatch to people, the technicians, you know, I, I really genuinely feel I work with the best of the best. And, um, you know, and sometimes that's not what everybody is looking for, and that's okay. Um, and, and this helps me get to that quickly, a lot more quickly, and, um, and in, you know, invest the appropriate amount of time with somebody that wants to invest that time with me and then also our, you know, our larger organizations. So, Yeah, it's that confidence that you have, Rachel, and not only you personally, but in, in the company and the opportunities that, you, that back you up. Oh, absolutely. That gives you the freedom to just be able to say, oh, cool, it's not a fit. Okay, no problem. Uh, we'll move on here and we'll find somebody else. Or Oh, it is a fit. Oh, great. Let's let's get get down to the dirty details here. Absolutely. I mean, I and that's why I I am excited and I'm grateful every day. You know, I to be given this opportunity to work here. I, I truly, genuinely believe that, and and that's it. It does give me that confidence to move forward in 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 every one of my appointments. That, um, you know, like we talked about, I've been here about a year, a um, little over that now. Um, and if I don't know everything, that's okay, because I have a team behind me that has had years and years and years of experience that it's it's sometimes good if I don't know things, because the homeowner and I can discover together. Um, 
so absolutely that confidence it's it's not misplaced at all so yeah very refreshing uh, I want to move now into something and just kind of spring this on you here so uh, Brian is looking for a, a furnace. He had one of our technicians out to his home. Okay. And the technician uh, indicated that there were there were some significant failures. Uh, and, and right now his furnace is not working or his air conditioner. It doesn't matter. But we'll go with furnace so we have something to stick with. Um, and so you get called out okay. uh, to, to go meet with him. So I would like the two of you to just kind of role play that, specifically the, the upfront agreement part, okay. as to how you would enter the home and what that conversation sounds like. And Brian, you can engage as the homeowner here and just kind of um, walk with Rachel through it. So go ahead. (laughs) Are we starting from the beginning? Yeah, yeah, knock on the door. Door knocking. (laughs) (laughs) I would say good morning. Uh, Are you Brian? Good morning, I am. Hi, Brian. Thanks so much um, for having me out. I'm Rachel from One Hour. I'm one of the Comfort Advisors. Great to Um, meet you, Rachel. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me to your home. Is it okay that I come in and, um, yeah, have a conversation with you? Sure. What are those uh, things you're carrying in your hand there? They look oh, like they're, they're going to go on your shoes. My blue booties, yeah. Oh, okay, those, yeah, nice. All right, <laughs> yeah, I have A to very well-educated homeowner. Get those on. <laughs> um, but yeah, once I get that on, um, yeah, hey, thanks for having me out again. I, 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 I usually reiterate, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and that you called us. Um, you know, um, it, would there be a place that it would be okay that we could sit down and just have a conversation about, you know, why you had me out? Sure, right over here in the dining room. Okay. And after we sit down, um, I would say, you know, Brian, again, I appreciate you having me here. Um, Just so you know, typically, um, these conversations can take anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes. Um, Just checking in. Is that that an amount of time that that you would have available to to have me here? Sure. Yep. Uh, Mr. James Freeze told me it would be about uh, 90 minutes. So that's what I have allotted. Is there anything, is there a, a cutoff point at which you do need to leave the home? Um, about, about two hours, I got to be out of here. Okay. Because the joke is I, I hold some records and, and one of them would probably be uh, the longest appointment. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually do like to, to kind of know that. Um, so, um, well, yeah, well, then I appreciate it. It sounds like you have the amount of time here to invest. Um, just to let you know, kind of our, my process, so I really understand what you're looking for and what your needs are, um, is to just honestly have a conversation with you to understand your situation in particular and understand your needs. Um, and that's really what I see the purpose of, of this meeting being. Um, I got, if James was here, you know, he, I talked to him a little before I came in. So I have some understanding from, from his point of view, but I really want to hear from your point of view what's going on. Um, so is that okay if I ask you some questions? And then I'm sure, too, you know, you're going to have a number of questions for me. Um, is that something that would be okay with you? Sure. Yeah. Let's ask some questions. Okay. Great. And after we do that, we'll decide, um, uh, you know, how we'd like to move forward with our process. Typically, after we have some conversations, I'll gather some information, you know, um, with what's going on in your home. Um, and then if, if everything's still seeming to make sense for you and for, for me, we'll kind of move on to see the equipment. And, and then there's some other processes that we need to do to really find, um, to fine tune what you're looking for. Um, yeah. And at the end, I always like to let people know that, you know what, sometimes we're not a fit for every homeowner. And just to let you know that 
in all yeah, honesty, like a no is okay. If 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 what I have after we talk doesn't make sense for you, then a no is okay. Um, but I also want to if 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 you do feel comfortable and you do find something you're looking for, um, then we can either decide to kind of you know wrap it up today and and kind of put you on the schedule and and get what you want installed. Um, or if you're not quite ready for that either. Um, we can kind of understand exactly what the next steps are, whether it's to come back, to have another conversation, uh, de depending on your process. Is that okay with you? Phew, yeah, that's a relief, Rachel. I, I appreciate that. You're not going to beat me up at the end. Honey, you can come out of hiding now and come sit at the table with us. She's not a high-pressure salesperson. <laughs> no, and, and I think, like, I think that actually denerves a lot. Like, if you take out – because I'm not a high-pressure person um, – and it allows me to be authentic with them. And, and hopefully that's that first um, step in that trust, building that trust, building that um, connection and really understanding um, what this process is going to look like for them. I think once you understand what's going to happen to you, then that kind of lets help, hopefully lets down some walls. So. Yeah, that was so good, Rachel. And it's easy to see how you're being successful. I mean, it was just so natural. And genuine, yeah. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I mean, and yeah, I appreciate that. With that, um, I, I want to point out to the listeners, like what you heard right there was totally off the cuff. There was no scripting. I didn't tell Rachel at all beforehand that we were going to do this. She just winged it and or killed Brian. it. Or Brian, thank you very much. Or Brian, yeah. <laughs> yeah good communication. Um, and, and so what, what you just heard... I think most of you would agree was incredible and, and fantastic. And that is a result of practice and practice and practice and practice and application and application and systems and systems and driving everything home because she hit every component in the upfront agreement without having to like stop and pause and re-engage her head. Okay, now number three, point number three, here we go. It was just a natural conversation, a natural investigation. Brian didn't feel like he was being you know, outlined by a book. He, he felt like he was just engaging in a conversation. And Rachel was very forthcoming with, this is what we do. This is how we do it. And so everybody's on the same page. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this conversation, which takes how long, Rachel? Oh, what was it? Probably not uh, less than five minutes. Five minutes, 10 minutes, depending on how, how Gabby everybody is. But at the end of that conversation, you have a starting point right? And the starting point is, oh, okay, this is how the call is going to go. This is how long it's going to be. This is what we're going to do at the end of the call. And everybody has the expectations. Mm -hmm. No decisions were made, except for the fact that we're now agreeing to move forward in the same direction. Correct. Yeah. And that's so important because what we want to avoid, anybody in the home services industry constantly wants to avoid is I have an idea in my head and the customer has an idea in their head and they are not the same idea. Mm -mm. Mutual mystification, yeah. as David Sandler would say. I think, too, it takes off the table. You know, you, we come into all different personalities, too. And, um, you know, my job is to kind of understand, you know, what, what are your needs in, in your makeup? But, um, and to be able to try to, how can I answer those and connect with you, you know, again, so I can give you what you need to make a decision. Um, what it does is it helps lay the lay the playing field, and I say playing field, just to understand that whether you're a personality that tends to not want to come in and take control of the situation, you know, you're, I, I see sometimes when I come in, some homeowners, they have no idea anything about their furnace and AC, what, 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 you know, they're like, well, what do you need? What do you need? And they look like, 
they're anxious because they don't know how to lead the process. From that personality to those that when I do come in, you know, they want to take me right downstairs, the, go downstairs. The they don't want to really talk with me. <laughs> and they just like go get my price. Right. But what it does is it lays everybody, it, 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 it has a starting point for everybody that, you know, no matter your personality, it gets everybody to agree to this process. And you know what? If you don't agree to the process, that's okay too. Because you know what? That's when I know probably our company is not a fit for you. And that's okay, you know? So... That's so good, Rachel, and and I appreciate that a lot. Um, I, I wanted to move into kind of the next section here, which is this is obviously called upfront agreements, right? So in most people's thinking, that means upfront at the beginning of the call, which obviously is where you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you use the same the same formula or the same strategy later on in the call? Does it get repurposed or recycled throughout the rest of your stay? Yeah, I think. Um I would say absolutely. Um, whether I, I'm trying to think, you know, it's hard for me to think back on my calls because when I'm in them, I'm, I'm genuinely engaged with, with the homeowner. So, um, but the thing is, definitely at the time where there are times at the end where they're like, well, you know, we still don't know, or or you're discovering along the way. Okay, we, we still want to get a couple more uh, companies in here to see what they would offer, um, and so it allows me to, no matter where I'm at, and no matter how the what the homeowner's process is, um, it, it I, it's not like I'm bringing up new information in the middle of of the, the conversation that, oh, okay, now I'm going this way. You know, we thought we were walking down this road because um, they understood up front my process. So sometimes I have to remind them that, well, I'm sorry, I can't really get to this end point with you if you're not really ready to get to that end point with me because I, there's still information that I won't have. And for me to do the best for you, we need to be doing this together at the end. So if we need to come back and have another conversation, that's okay. Like, I'm willing to do that. Um, but, you know, you know, or sometimes you can tell people, they, it is a no, and and they don't want to hurt my feelings. Or some people just don't like to tell people no. They like that that you they like to leave on a good feeling of right. oh well maybe they'll you know? tell you no in the email or yeah. the lack of a phone call later. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it allows you to not in a hard way, but in in a, a genuine way, just say hey, you know what? It, it sounds like maybe we're just not a fit, and a no is okay. You know, bring that back up, and and that's not the first time they've heard that. They heard me say that from the beginning. So they know that I've already anticipated this, and to, to it, it's almost like pulling that out of them. Um, so for sure, along the whole thing, the conversation, um, and if I'm asking them questions, um, and if they don't want to answer those questions, I can say, hey, you know what, I really need, you know, this is my process. I really need to understand this to get you what you need and you want uh, and to have the best fit. I really need, again, to ask, ask these questions. So, yeah, the, the process comes up, and it plays a part of the whole conversation while I'm there, the whole process, um, for sure. So what if somebody pushes back on you and they, they break the upfront agreement or they, they, um, something comes up, you know, <clears throat> they, uh, they stop giving you answers or they stop, uh, like, something is distracting them. Uh, maybe they 
uh, they get a phone call and mm. you know they, they disengage or maybe um, something happens on their timeline and they have to leave earlier than expected. Mm. How do you handle those types of like breaches of agreement? Well, I think it's, you know, they're probably all situation specific and you kind of take them each as they come. I mean, I understand emergencies. Um, you know, if you, you get a call, obviously you try to you try to head them off as much as possible, and that's that's the whole thing with the upfront agreement is kind of setting the stage for what your expectations are through everything, as well as understanding their expectations. Um, but you know, life happens. Um, I would say that how you handle them is uh, probably most importantly is to ask questions or just to kind of state the obvious. You know, I get the feeling that. Hey, you know, I, you know, we, I thought we agreed to this as something changed. Um, you know, just really asking them based on what we agreed to, to me, it's feeling like it's going a little different direction right now. Um, and, and, um, I think an important thing, and I'm still trying to get better at this, um, is in the moment, sometimes calling timeouts and just kind of like a restart. Hey, you know what? It was, we agreed to this. I feel like we're going a different direction now. Can you just share with me what's going on? Are you not comfortable? You know, it's keeping it authentic and keeping it real. Um, and that's, that's the whole, I think, you know, uh, process behind the upfront agreement is to kind of keep it real, keep it authentic. No, I want the best for you. I'm trying to help you get there. Um, and, and just kind of resetting that. And this allows you, it gives you the, the vocabulary in the beginning, it gives you the agreement in the beginning that if you try to, as you try to pull them back to that process, whether they get short with you or however, it allows you to say, hey, because a lot of times there is times where I've said, you know what, I don't think we're a fit. Like I've said it to them. I've called it not, you know, before and, I, and I've, I've felt that. Um, so it, it just allows you and gives you kind of the backbone, if you want to say, to kind of stand up for yourself because there is times where, yeah, I mean, I've been in situations where, um, I've, yeah, it's, it's, I've had to do that. So. Yeah, that's really good, uh, Rachel. So uh, just to kind of wrap us up here, I want to hear what that sounds like when, when with Brian as the homeowner, if you get to the decision-making part where you're sitting down at the table and you're going over options, you've collected all the information. He gave you his answers. You asked your questions uh, and vice versa. Now you're sitting down at the table, and now it's time to review everything. And Brian's kind of waffling. He, he's, not, he's not agreeing. He's not saying no. So if you mind, just role play that for us a little bit. You starting off with, okay, Brian, so here, what do you think? Or whatever your, your entry into that would be. Hmm, that's, it's, it's a little more challenging to jump into the end <laughs> because I would have to know if, if you, at the end, you should know what's going to happen. Because the upfront agreement sets, helps you set the stage for how you're going to interact in the conversation. The end should be, you should know before the end, and you, you know, if, if there's going to be holdups. If you have done your due diligence in asking the proper questions. Um, if they waff, if, you know, if, if Brian, you're waffling at the end, then you know what, I probably missed something back in the process and that would be a time for me i would probably call say hey you know 
Brian, help me out here. Um, it just sounds like, you know, based on our conversation, um, it seemed like this, this, and this made sense for you. Um, help me understand. I get the feeling that you're not comfortable for some reason to, to move forward and to finish this. Uh, can you help me out, you know, understand what, what, what's going on or what, what did I miss? Uh, I'm just not, uh, I'm not sure about the price. Okay. I'm thinking maybe I can get the same same system uh, from somebody down the road a little bit a little bit less money. Okay. Well, you know, we talked earlier in our conversation. Um, kind of, we talked about what your budget was, and you agreed with me. Uh, or, or, you know, I had that that this is where you were comfortable, and this is what made sense. So, what's changed? I wouldn't say anything's changed necessarily. Um, I'm, I'm thinking I might get the same thing done for a little bit cheaper. Okay. And is that something that you're looking for, cheaper? Um, monetarily speaking, sure. Okay. Well, you know what? Then it sounds like I, in pulling back here, I wouldn't have done my due diligence in setting up what you're investing in. So what you're saying beginning. is if you get that type of pushback, you missed a step along the way. I missed it. I gotcha. And, either, and this either is she, where... Either she missed something or if it was done right, which it sounds like Rachel would have done it right, I, as a, the homeowner, was being dishonest somewhere. And that, and that I was going to say that second, but, um, and that, that has happened to me before too. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to the end and I'm like, did I miss? And, and I, and it was interesting because, you know, the person I was, the homeowner I was there, he was a salesperson <laughs> and he knew how to answer all the questions to keep me moving forward as to what I was looking for. But I will say I did miss something. I, I, after I was done with that call and he wanted a price and he even said was we were looking at equipment to try to find exactly what he wanted. We were at those points and, and I was having positive signals move forward, forward. In the end, I said, OK, well, we can get this done for you tomorrow. And then he started backpedaling, backpedaling. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. What's going on here? Because I had a yes, 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 yes. And what I found is. You know, the, the hope was he wanted to get to that point because in my upfront, con he agreed to everything. But in the end, he just he was looking for that price. And you know what I say? I, I always try to extract what can I do better next time from this? What did I learn from this? Because you know what? I always, if I get to that and there even is that I've missed something. I've done something wrong. So um so the, the, the beauty of having a process is you can look back at that process and you can say, you can pinpoint where you got happy ears or didn't push it out enough that you had those things firm um, to know where you kind of weren't um, as diligent in your, uh, that I wasn't as diligent in my process as I should have been. And, and there was a point in that one that I could have done differently. Um, but in the end, if somebody is going to lie to you that, that you can't. And, and I say lie, maybe I shouldn't say that word because I think we all have our own agendas and stuff. And, and I don't think it was malicious or anything like that, but, um, you know, we, we teach people how to treat us, don't we? So this is trying to kind of, um, you know, just reeducate to saying, Hey, this is, this is how I'm going to treat you. And I, my hope is that it's a mutual respect and, um, yeah. So, but for sure. We had a uh, saying when I was selling timeshare where you, you would be getting yesed to death. 
everything is the perfect response from from the couple sitting in front of you and you might this might be a two hour two hour tour um and everything is a yes 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 and you're getting really happy and a little too happy and after you've done it for several months or a couple years you start to realize you know where this is going where they're saying everything right so they can get to the end and say no and get out of here as fast as possible and uh, the one thing they trained us to do was to call a timeout when you start feeling you're getting yes to death and say, you know what? It sounds like you guys are all in here. Um, would you like to just work up the contracts now? <laughs> you want to you end that bus? You want to stop that train real quick? That's the way to do it is just sometimes if, if you're getting too many yeses and it's going too well, just stop. Say maybe we can shave a half hour off this and, and we can uh, start the paperwork and you'll, you'll get some objections real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff today, Rachel. I mean, the time has just flown by and we're about out of it today. So thanks so much for sharing all of your stories and experience with, with us. Uh, this, this whole idea of upfront agreements, I think, is so universal in its approach. I mean, mm-hmm. we heard you say it from a, from a furnace and, you know, AC perspective, but also heard you say it from a, a, a flower and um, containment. I'm sorry. Custom container garden. Custom it's container okay. garden. There we go. <laughs> Perspective. Well, one thing I wanted to, uh, one thing I love that she said is we, we treat, we teach people how to treat us. Um, that was, that was really a powerful thing you said right there. And we didn't really circle back to it, but it, it's such a, uh, it's such a reality for not just selling, but in every situation, but selling in particular is that with an upfront contract, you're setting ground rules on how you're going to treat this person and how you expected to be treated mm-hmm. uh, in return. And it should be a, a very high level of mutual respect. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Thanks again, Rachel. Sure, really appreciate you. Sure, thanks for you. having me. I yep. appreciate it. Hey, we can't let you go without doing some questions for you at the end here. Oh, so I think we're out of time. Right, <laughs> no, we'll make time for that. Don't oh, worry. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. First one, since you have a history working in the floral industry, what is your favorite plant or flower? Oh, my favorite plant or flower. Um, oh, I should know this right off. Honestly, I think a hosta is one of one is the is one of the best plants. Oh, well, you got a, a lot to pick from there. Pause it while I Google this. <laughs> no, it's it's you know what they come up in the spring. They look gorgeous. They're like so minimal, taking care of them, and then they hold till frost, and then they just kind of go right down, and you don't. They're just minimal work, but. Just beauty. I love green. I love foliage. I honestly tend to like foliage almost more than flowers, which right, sounds a little right. funny, but but yeah. I so. got some of those hostas. Uh, I put them in the sun, and they pretty much died immediately. That's because so. they're a shade yeah, plant. There's, shade I'll plant. help yeah, you out there. Some it. of them can take sun. <laughs> We're going to go back and edit that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you were going to write a book, uh, what type of book would it be? Oh, I don't – that's <laughs> – Probably wouldn't write a book. Your mem- um, memoirs on upfront agreements. <laughs> if I were to write a book, what kind of book would I write? Um, you know what? It's interesting. As I and I'll throw this out there. I'm I'm past the forty mark, and um, I would say that what I've learned um, is after kind of going going over that forty hump. Um, I've found that it's a time of life for a woman. I don't know for a man because I've never experienced that. Um, 
but you kind of come into your own. And and I would just, I think I'd write to encourage uh, women to just be okay with where they're at, but also pursue things that feel like that give them life and energy. And that, you know, you are all created for a purpose. And um, I think that we keep discovering that purpose. Um, and so at this point in my life, I'll say it, I'm 45, but I am probably happier than I've ever been because I feel like, I mean, I've been so blessed, but just that time of life to keep that things, you know, keep educating yourself, keep exploring your gifts, keep growing, um, because I think it gives you energy to give even more. But that's, that's pro- I'd probably write a book about the time of life and for a woman. So. Ooh, man, my wife would read that book. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, quick ones here. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Morning person or night owl? Morning. Stick or automatic? Ooh. <laughs> well, I, I grew up on a stick. I've only, I, you know, lately I've driven automatic, but kind of the, I know this is supposed to be a rapid fire here, but <laughs> the, the most recent purchase that finding like common uh, ground for me and my husband here in this chapter of life has been to buy a Fiat. Right, uh, an old right. Fiat. I don't even know the the age, but that's stick and um, you know dusting off the cobwebs and driving that thing. And it is fun. It is more fun to drive stick. Absolutely. So mountains or beach? Beach. Book or movie? Uh, probably a movie. Nice. All right. Same. Same. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Love I wouldn't write a book. I was positive she was going to say book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm loving the podcast uh, whole thing where it can be read to me. I find like when I read a book, if I get into it, I can't put it down, and then it, it, I, I, it's too, it's too much. It becomes too all-consuming, and I need to be able to break. And so, I, a movie I can get done quicker, and um, but book, if I can listen to it, then I can. It's better for me than if I read it because that takes. Senses. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I've ever experienced a book where I'm like, oh, well, there went eight hours. <laughs> well, see, that's my problem, Nate. It's like I, if I start one and I'm really into it, that it, yeah, it, it is, it's too much time. And then I'm tuning out everybody else, which isn't good. What's one country you would love to visit and why? Italy. I would love, because I, I love to go to vineyards and countryside. And I don't know, I would love to go to Italy. I think, it, I think the countryside just, at least in pictures, looks gorgeous. So. I have to say Italy. All right, last one for you. Are there any aspects of your personality which hold you back, and how do you adapt? Hmm. Yeah, I would say probably, and and, and this goes back to the book I'd write. Um, The reality is I think we all have have certain insecurities, and and in my personality, I think – I think that there's some of those that have held me back in the past from really thinking – you know, to push forward. So personality-wise, um, yeah, I, I mean, I would say certainly there's there's insecurities in terms of how would I respond and stuff to different situations, but I've learned that it's best to try to push through those. And, um, and as I get older, you, I think I'm less uh, – uh, scared of the consequences of some of those. And that's why I think um, I, I accept my limitations and I look for my strengths. So, um, but yeah, I think we all still deal with insecurities. So I don't know if that's a part of my personality. I don't know. 
Oh, I think that's part of most people's personality for sure. Yeah. Thanks again, Rachel. It was good to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks. It was good to be here. You made it painless. I think. <laughs> you made it painless. <laughs> we did very little speaking on this one. It was, it was uh, refreshing. Oh, really? <laughs> did I talk too much? No, no. <laughs> maybe just maybe, right maybe uh, verbal diarrhea is a part of my personal my communication style. <laughs> Not sure how you overcame that, but uh, we'll, we'll keep working on it. embracing those weaknesses. Yeah, embracing. Where what is the Michael Scott thing? Like all his, he tried to like. Do you remember? Do you watch The Office? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they asked him all of his weaknesses, and anyway, cares too much, wasn't that it? Yeah, cares too much. Too hard yeah. To do. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always say in job interviews. Hey, if you feel like you're working too hard out there and you want to have some more fun, we do feel like we have a good place uh, and a good fit for you here. Um, We are constantly looking to improve ourselves like Rachel was talking about there. And the stuff that she was talking about is the stuff that we talk about on a regular basis. And we want to challenge you and and encourage you and train you if needed in those areas uh, to make the most of every single opportunity that you have. The name of this podcast is Waste No Day. So that, that counts for every single day that you wake up. It's not waste no tomorrow. It's waste no day. That's, that's today. So the call that you're on right now, the one that you're going to, the one that you just came from, be thinking about how you can make that better and how you're going to do it the next time. And then take that and apply it and apply it again and again and again. And one of those great things to learn is that upfront agreement. So if you want to learn more about that or more about anything else that we do here, Find us on our website, wastenoday.com. Give us a call and look us up on Facebook or just reach out to us in any other way that you can. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd also love to check to see if you'd be a fit for our team. So remember that you have every opportunity to make the most of each morning, each afternoon, each call that you run. You have every opportunity to choose to wake up and waste no day. This podcast is a production of the South Central Pennsylvania branch of One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.